Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and this is episode 7, addressing your incompletions. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. Today, I am going to talk to you about why your incompletions affect your happiness. What I mean by incompletions are things you always mean to do or tell a friend you will do for him or her, but you never deliver on your words. Depending on your level of integrity, Not delivering on your words will affect how you think of yourself. When you are awake, you can pretend all you want that all is fine, or may put the blame on others. However, you cannot lie to your subconscious mind. Your overall feeling is registered at the subconscious level, and this is where it affects your self-worth. Imagine you are like a cup. And every time you fail to do something that you promised, it creates a hole in the cup. Your energy will leak out through these holes. Over time, you can never feel satisfied because you can never fill your cup. Addressing your incomplete is like patching the holes. If you know you cannot do a certain task that you promised, decommission yourself from the task. Release the trapped energy and also release the person who is waiting for you. Sometimes, an indication that you have too many incompletes is you are getting drama in your life. You will hear a lot of, but you told me you were going to do this. Or another aspect of getting drama is when you keep being sick. Energy is like germs. You cannot see it, but you can feel the outcome. Sometimes, we don't finish something because we don't know how, or we don't have the right tools. This is where procrastination comes in. It looked easy at first. Have you ever seen those home and garden projects on TV? Somehow the TV has a way to make us believe that it's easy. In reality, it boils down to if you are interested or committed to seeing the result. And there are no shortcuts. If you wish to lose weight, you've got to exercise and watch what you eat. Nobody can do it for you. If you start a project only to see that it's not your strong suit and don't wish to invest any more of your time, it's okay to change your mind as long as you don't whine about the lack of results and that you close any loose ends. Sometimes the problem you encounter while working on this new project becomes a blessing in disguise. You may never finish the project you started, but it gave you a new purpose of creating something which will solve other people's problem. You create something to overcome the challenge that stopped you from doing the task. So many things got invented because of that. Look at all the tools and equipments available on the market. They were created to help you get things done quickly. Going back to why we don't finish something, another question to ask yourself is, what truly stops you? Is it plain laziness Or something more important comes along, like, let's say, taking care of a child. If it's the case, it's okay to honor that space. 
be okay to just be with your child at that moment. Think of hiring someone to cut the grass so you have more time to go to the park. What I'm saying here is not about what's right or wrong. It's to help you identify what is important for you. Another aspect as to why we don't finish something, well, it may be that now that you know what it takes, you realize this project is beyond your ability to handle it. A few years back, I spent each weekend of my whole summer scraping the old painting under the eaves of the house. I realized this was too much for me alone. It took me two years to delegate the task to a painting contractor. I can tell you from experience that there is power in completing something. I say this because for two years, I didn't feel great about myself. The good thing is I had admitted that the task was way out of my league, so I'm glad I permitted myself to change my mind. What I failed to do was wrapping up the loose ends. In my case, getting the house repainted. So every time I looked at the unfinished project, I didn't feel complete. It's only when the task got done did I feel the power in completing something until the end. Another thing that creates procrastination is never to take the time to celebrate as you accomplish something. It's like as soon as one task is done, you go back to your to-do list to see what's next. There comes a time where your brain just say, why bother? When I say celebration, it doesn't have to be a huge event. I use small anchors that encourages me to doing more. Like every time I finish at the gym, I cheered and acknowledged that I'm proud of myself, that I thank God for being healthy. One thing I need to bring up again is your time is precious. So it's a good thing to consciously assess what your time is worth to you. If doing XYZ generates $500 a day and you choose to do the chores in the house, which could be delegated for $80, do the math. Focus on what you are good at instead of being a jack-of-all-trade. Like I've mentioned in episode 3, I speak from experience here as I spend a lot of time learning to do everything from scratch. All I can say is, if it makes you happy in your heart, go ahead. If you're only doing it to save money, then the better question is, how could you earn more money to delegate the things you don't like doing? This was my issue, which was rooted in having a low thermostat, meaning I didn't know I could aim higher. And I mixed that with not seeing my time as being valuable. Sometimes all you need is to ask someone to help you get unstuck. And I know for many of us, it's hard to ask others. This is one of the secrets of wealthy people. They build a network of colleagues who works with one another, each focusing on their strong suit. There is wisdom in figuring out what you are best suited for and delegate the rest. Now, it's easy to say, but sometimes you don't know what you're best suited at until you are doing it. For me, before getting involved with the skincare, I was doing leather handbags, and it was hard and tedious. I wasn't good at sewing, and I seemed to spend more time on stitching. At a time, I was doing it as a way to channel my creativity. But when I got started with, with a skincare cream, I realized that came easily for me. Going back to the idea of saving. Sometimes you have a false belief that 
It will save you time and money if you're doing it yourself. Be mindful of your time in relation to saving money, like trying to change the oil on your car for saving $25. Think of all the equipment you may need plus the time under the car. Now, if you love that, then it's perfectly fine. All I'm saying is to discern what is best for your time. Because in the end, time is something you can never replace. And lastly, about procrastination, when you get stuck, Give yourself a deadline. You say to yourself, if it's not done by this amount of months, you decommission and be okay with it. Now, let's address what you expect of others. What if you wish for hubby to finish the bathroom remodel that he started three years ago? Every so often, you nudge him. This goes in the dreaded honeydew list. There is no right or wrong here. It boils down to what works best for both of you. However, I can say if a project doesn't get completed in six months, most likely it will not get done. Rather than going in the nagging route, I would suggest that you become a little bit more proactive and get an expert to finish those big projects. What nagging does is adding more stress and resentment to your relationship. It's best to let go and release the energy. I'm going to share an example as to what I mean by releasing the energy. Last May, I hired a social media expert to help me with the business. Well, looking back, her true expertise was to come up with excuses as to why she couldn't deliver the work. After a while of not seeing the work that I was paying for, I canceled the contract. A few months later, she came back with another invoice saying that I still owe her money for some times that she had forgotten to invoice me. I knew I wasn't going to see any of this work, but her email was becoming more aggressive. In the end, I decided to pay. I chose to release her with compassion because I knew she wasn't mentally fit and I wasn't willing to waste my energy further with her. I've learned a lot from her in terms of how to manage my responsibilities when it comes to the business. Now, another element I wish to address, which is close to incompletion, it's toleration. What are you tolerating in life that is not supporting you right now? That is draining you, actually, or worse, sabotaging you. Sometimes these things erode you without knowing it. Again, the essential is to identify your energy drain. If every time you see something that is bothering you and makes you cringe inside, this is a sign you need to address the issue, whatever it may be. Now, it's easy to replace or get rid of things, but when it comes to relationship, it is something else. I shared my view as a married couple in episode number three. However, sometimes it's our parents or a family member that we are tolerating. This is a delicate situation. A friend of mine shared that when he was about 10 years old, he knew that one day he would have to do his life without his family. They were all induced in alcohol. Soon as he graduated from high school, he left and chose to live his life on his own term and chose not to get mixed with the family drama. It was a hard decision, but he made a choice. If you're not willing to do something as drastic, you may need compassion and patience for a time being. Bear in mind that drifters, which I also explain in detail in episode 3, 
will want you to join them in their pity party if it's not where you wish to be. Another alternative is to create new goals that will take your time away from them. Let's say every Saturday afternoon, you and your family always meet and you are no longer enjoying those gatherings. What if you suddenly have a dancing lesson on Saturday afternoon? Another thing you can do when you cannot change a situation is to change the story you tell yourself. This new story can help you cope with the situation until you can rectify it. Like in my case, there is a three-year-old little boy that lives above my apartment. And sometimes he runs or he plays with a loud toy. Instead of being frustrated at the situation, I call him God's little angel. And I send him blessing that he's healthy and can run around. And lastly, there are always some people who want something from you. These distractions prevent you from finishing your own task. It's like, let's say you get a pickup truck and suddenly all your friends need a favor. In this instance, learning to say no might be in your best interest. In conclusion to this, just know what you focus on will expand. And just thinking about it will not get the task done. So it's taking decision mixed with action that brings results. The takeaway here is to watch the story you tell yourself about your incomplete and what you are tolerating. It is your responsibility to discern what you love doing and what not, and do more of what you love and less of what doesn't make you happy. Once you know, stop resisting. I'm familiar with the yes but, and in you don't understand me right now, I'm not in a position to address this issue. I understand you in saying this because I said it for so long. Yes, sometimes you have to wait for the timing of the universe. What is important is how you feel in the meantime. If you resist and keep coming up with the but story and you go around being miserable, that is when something needs to change if you truly wish to be happy. Just know that what you think and what is on your mind act like a filter. If you think a certain way, it will erase any other possibilities. Like, if you are facing a dead end and say to yourself, I'm stuck, I can't go anywhere, well, your brain will let you be stuck. If you say, okay, I cannot go further in this direction, what other choices do I have? And soon as you ask this to yourself, other opportunities will come your way or you may spin your body 180 degrees around and realize that the door is on the other side. Your mind acts as a spotlight. You only see where the light is shining on. And there is never something for nothing. For anything you desire, you've got to go after it. And if you don't know what you desire, take some quiet time and ask yourself. If you say, I don't have the time to have some quiet times, this might be the whole issue. I lost myself in being busy, and this may be your situation too. Doing things is great, as long as you know why you are doing them for. My suggestion is focus on what you can change. And even if you do something small, it can have a huge impact in the long run. Small and committed actions done over time can bring greater result than any unfinished great plans. Just remember your biggest why, be mindful of your time, and be committed to being happy. Thank you for listening.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at this email address, ask at nadiafleury.com. It's spelled A-S-K at N-A-D-I-A-F-L-E-U-R-Y dot com.